Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family. With free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants. Hello, listeners. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you today live. And it is a cloudy day here. I had spent hours and hours today trying to uh, do something and, and then finally I got around to doing this. Um, I hope you're all having a good day. We had a so-so weekend. We had a witch's ride on Saturday. It's a local event this time of year, right before Halloween, where some local ladies do a fundraiser for local uh, chair and local families that need it. And uh, on Saturday, what they do is they get together, uh, dress like witches. They do that. They some of them uh, dress their bikes up like a. A witch, witch like, you know, trying to make it like a broom, I guess, or something, whatever it is. Uh, I'll, you know what? I guess I'll post the picture on the website on uh, on the page, the page for the keys bartender, and I'll put it on in the title. But it was a, yeah, it was a couple hundred people, a couple mostly ladies, a lot of teachers, a lot of different people. Beautiful, they all look beautiful. Uh, and it was a big cause. So we had that on Saturday. Uh, right around, It started right around noon, 1230. And uh, it reached the high point around 2, 230. And then they all get on their bikes after having a couple of drinks. Luckily, they had a, a small police escort to help them cross the street, you know, Route 1. And they ride up to, where they ride up to? The Caribbean Club. And they do a little dance and all that stuff. And boy, you know, they kind of, you know, they, they, there's a lot of drinking going on. But it's a good time. It's a good time. I don't, you know. And, and obviously, you don't, I don't hear any stories about anybody breaking their arms or anything like that or their heads. So they did pretty good here. They, they did. I know some people went and dropped off their bikes by truck or car and then, Got picked up up there, so as long as they made it there. So, one of our events here, and down this week in Key West, there'll be all their whatever's left of their fantasy fest. I think they got rid of their parade, maybe the zombie ride, a couple other things. You know, in Key West, they do the Halloween with body paints, mainly body paints, a lot of nudity. Some of it's good. Good nudity, some is bad nudity. Uh, nudists probably say all nudity is good. But uh, obviously, they don't remember bad nudity. If you're looking at, if you're a nudist and your body isn't that great, then you think all nudity is good, right? Now, if you have a decent body and you just want to get, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I may get in trouble for this, but some people aren't 
born to be naked. I'm not trying to fat you, and I'm not talking about heavy people and things like that. It's just some bodies are better left to the imagination than to see it right out there all the time. But they have their events. They used to have a zombie ride and all this stuff. And they got the body painting and they had the parade. And Duval Street's all packed. So this week is really crazy. All week, I guess it's that way. And it's very premium. The rooms go at a premium right now. Because you got to rent for the week or four days. I don't know what it is. And for Halloween being Monday. Pretty good. Pretty good. Because they try to do it right before um, Halloween. So there'll be a good time down there, and the weather's supposed to get nice. This weekend, it's going to be perfect. This weekend, we're supposed to get in a cold front around Thursday, maybe, or Saturday. But when I say cold front, it's going to be a high like 80, 82, and at night in the upper 60s, and it'll be dry. That's the dry part. It's humid as hell right now. But it's lovely. We just came down from the north, and it... Let's see, and we're having a pretty decent amount of rain. Luckily, for the rain, it kept me from mowing the lawn, but I had other things to do. Like I said, I was dealing with the IRS. And I filed back in early February. And then, in March, I started getting letters about um, they didn't accept my uh, electronic return, so I had to do a paper return and all this stuff. And I kept on calling, you know, had to identify myself. They, I don't know what happened that flagged my tax return. So I did all the paperwork they said in March, and then they sent me some more in April, and then some in June, and now again in October. They're still not convinced of who I am. But I can't go there. You're not allowed to go in person, you got to go online. And you have to talk to people. And today, I finally got a hold of someone. And we're going through all the identifying items the IRS needs about all my former tax tax records. And about an hour and a half into it. And I had the number of the person, identification number and name of the person that I was dealing with. And we got caught off. Now, that could have been me or them, but... We got disconnected and they never called back. So I called, tried calling back. So I can't call back the number that they're calling on because it just doesn't show it as a number for some reason. And then there is a, what the hell else is it? It's, uh, I get a message when I call back that all the operators are too busy. So I can't even leave my phone number. So I have to call tomorrow morning. Well, so all this stuff, I knew this. I spent a couple times with the IRS and Abby's in the house here. And as soon as I get disconnected, I know what's happened. I got to start all over again. I mean, I got the identification of the person, but I don't think they're going to. So tomorrow morning, I got to get on the phone again. Probably skip the gym early. Call up. Wait. I mean, I can either wait 15 minutes or leave my number and they call me back. But they tell you when they, on the letter, they say, call, call us right away. Call us right away. Well, you call right away and you can't get a hold of them. So I knew that was going to happen. And right as I had it, I just went ballistic. I have 
I'm going to make this admission. I know I made it in previous episodes. I have a horrible temper. Horrible temper. You know? I don't know if I bottle things up and I just lay, and then sometimes it just come out. It's just like I was, and I did check explicit. So take the kids away for this one. I was motherfucking, fucking, fucking this shit, goddamn prick, blah, blah. I didn't say, I, I didn't say, uh, you know, the C word. I did say cock, fucking cock, motherfucker, fuck shit, all, everything. I just said it. And I'm saying it at the top of my lungs and I'm throwing shit around. Well, I'm not throwing shit. I took my glasses, threw my glasses on the bed. Not that horrible. And Abby's looking at me. She goes, I'm afraid of you when you do this stuff. You just take it. Yeah. I should have taken four minutes and just chilled out. What I did is, I knew I was disconnected. I jumped in the shower, got called out. I apologized to Abby. I wasn't calling, I wasn't yelling at Abby. And, you know, it passed. It passed. But, you know, I was just wondering, it didn't make me, I've always known about the temper. I would like, maybe I should be a little more frank sometimes and just say either, if something displeases me, I should say something about it or I shouldn't be displeased about something, right? So I try to do. But I think when you bottle things up, and this is not what we're going to be talking about. I want to talk about cursing. Uh, when, I, when I have to uh, let something, I, get, I don't even realize I'm letting something go. It's just that when it, the dam burst, I'm, I'm you know, off the gate. I am fucking nuts when I get angry. So, I mean, I have to, I guess I have to do that. And it doesn't happen that often. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I should get out. Maybe I should just go and just walk out into the middle of the parking like, like a nut and let it go. Because I think people are like pressure cookers. And a normal pressure cooker sets it up to a certain amount of pressure and then lets it out, right? You don't, you can't let a pressure cooker go unlimited because once there's an upper end limit and that's burst. And that's what I feel like when I'm bursting. I should, you know, let off a little steam. Exactly like that. That's what he's saying, letting off a little steam. So there's not too much pressure. And sometimes just go out and let a lot of steam out. And that's not, I don't mean by like going out and getting it getting loaded or anything like that like i mean like walking in the middle of a fucking parking lot or in the middle of a highway here and just start screaming you know I mean, sometimes i don't feel like it i guess some you don't know when it's going to happen i can't just let let out something that you don't feel maybe i just push it down but the interesting about it the interesting concept that came out is what's cursing how important is that in i was going to say in the english language but they curse in every language, I imagine. If there's a language out there that there's not foul or uh, objectionable language in, then I don't. I question whether it's a language or not. Right? I wonder, like, with Klingon, Klingon, Klingon so brutal, and they're supposed to be not really well-mannered, you know, if you, because they made a language called Klingon. Some uh, Star Trek uh, person, really a big fan, and probably a linguist created their own language. So I imagine the curses don't sound much different than thank you in Klingon. 
you know, that when you say motherfucker or, uh, or something like that in Klingon, it probably sounds like thank you. And why did I pick out Klingon? Because every language is pretty much the same way uh, made up. It's, it's just made up. It's just developed. I, I can imagine, and this is me, this is, I have no scientific study. Yes, I'm just a fucking bartender. Yes, I know that. But this is my theory. So originally people use sounds to communicate with to get someone's attention and things like that. And they realize after doing that, when we're maybe starting a half a million years ago, touring the final stages of where humans are, who they are today, they, they started saying, oh, you know, that sounds like a scream. That sounds like something pleasurable. That sounds like grunt, a grunt of surprise, blah, blah, blah. And it just developed from that point where people started using different sounds to communicate. You know, show displeasure, show happiness. And then it got more ornate, more and more ornate. And we're talking about generations and generations. And someone just look at something and go, you know, that's a... You know, when you walk out the, your cave one day and there's fucking saber tooth, t- you're, you're going out. Hopefully, you're going out of the cave if you need to take a shit. But you're going out to take a shit and there's saber tooth tiger in the back end. You could go, oh, blah, blah, or you go saber tooth tiger or whatever it is and whatever proto language they were using. But they probably went, oh, you know, very thing and just said, hey, that's saber tooth tiger. You know, in a pre-Germanic proto-language. And just got more sophisticated on and on. And then the same thing with writing. When people said, well, we can, I can make a symbol that means moon. And this means sun. And this means water. You know, obviously you probably can draw a penis or vagina or boobies. This is woman. This is a woman. So, the, you know, the cave pictures and stuff like that started out. And then he said, well, we don't necessarily have to represent them as pictures. We can just use symbols. And that's how language. And it's just a slow process from the beginning, rudimentary. And in that development, I bet those course words were one of the first words that were invented. Those foul language was probably right there at the beginning. I mean, Shakespeare used it. And I'm not saying that's at the beginning. That was relatively well along its way. He kind of more codified at least our English language and came up, you know, people started saying, hey, well, there's someone wrote in in this language. I mean, they had the Bible, whatever. I don't know if St. James, James Bible was probably after Shakespeare. But curse words. And then... They're just ideas. And when you use them, as when, when I go, motherfucker, fuck this. I wasn't mad at the person that we, that we got disconnected. I was just mad at the process. And I was just saying these things, all these words, to express my displeasure with the situation. Hey, um, I just didn't know how to express them. I could have just broke broke shit. I could have broke my glasses, but I threw it on a bed. I didn't throw it on the ground. Right? And it's just at some points, 
in your life or your day or something like that. You, that's the way I generate displeasure is just by getting fucking angry. You see, you know, it'd be nice to have a punchy bag, a punching bag, not a person, but a real punching bag in the middle of the room. You just get angry. You just go punching at it the whole time. But it doesn't happen that often, so I don't. Yeah, I don't need to punch it back. I don't need to rap. I don't have to do like one of those uh, things from Rocky, where he takes the old mattress and wraps it around the wall, the wall separating his tiny bedroom from his tiny kitchen, and that's who he uses as a punching bag. So, I, you know, when it, at that point when I'm using that language. It's to express myself in displeasure. But there are also other, other times when I'm using it, you know, when you want to say that's something that's really, I find that really cool. Well, that's fucking cool. And sometimes you go, you motherfucker, like that. It's almost a sign of respect when you say that to someone, that they pranked you or did something to you that you knew that was masterful and you wanted to say that. And, you know, rarely does when people are using those words. And I'd say most of the time around here, are they talking about the act that a people? When they say shit, they're expl- they're, they could be expressing displeasure. They could be commenting on the quality of something. You know, that is shit. Or, you know, you just say shit. But if you say that is some good shit, that good, great. You're just changed the whole meaning of shit. Because they're not talking about a magical piece of shit that is very good for you. But, you know, manures, I guess, kind of good for you. So that's good shit. They use it in, in farming. Irrigation, I guess you'd want to say. And, you know, you're the balls. That's, I heard that before. Hey, dick. Yeah, pussy. I, they, uh, some comedians talk about that, saying that if you use, why would you, I mean, when you call someone a pussy, you mean they're kind of weak and ineffectual. But a lot of times, they, you know, that's not the characteristic. The dick is more ineffectual. The balls... Because if you get kicked in the balls, you're out for the count. You know? That's kind of weak. That's your weak point. It's kind of interesting. And a lot of comedians talk about it and say that pussy or vagina, in the nicer terms, um, is a little sturdier, a lot sturdier than that. But I don't want to get really detailed into that. And it's kind of a gross show because I do. But I'm not doing that on purpose. I'm just interested. I'm not doing it on purpose, meaning... My intent is not to piss someone off. That's not one of the words I didn't put piss there. Yeah. I don't, I'm not here to piss you off. I'm just, uh, when you say piss off, it's more when you, when, you, when you urinate, it's kind of a relief sometimes, isn't it? You're relieved. You're like, oh, pressure's gone. Like farting. I didn't write that down either. There's kind of like piss and fart and poop and poops, poops, poop in some probably certain, you know, and there's certain words that aren't 
foul language that people use that could be consider plow, you know, consider plow. I was thinking of plowing. When you say I'm plowing, I was plowing someone. That usually doesn't mean you were using that an item, that farm implement, to, you know, break them up in the ground. No, it means you're having sex with someone, a woman. And that's more brutal and descriptive than saying, you know, the, the other words. And I don't have to say it all the time. It's just that sometimes you can combine some of them and you're, you know, and depending how you phrase it, that you can say, well, that meal was fucking shit or that meal was the fucking shit. The first one means it was horrible. Once you put the determiner in front of the fucking shit, you're the fucking shit. That could mean, depending on the reference and stuff, you're awesome or that was awesome. Right? I remember, was it it's Samuel L. Jackson in, uh, I don't know if it was Pulp Fiction or something like that, but you're my motherfucker. Or I don't know when someone says it, you can call someone that or saying you're my. And it's kind of like, you're the best kind of person on the second one. The first one, you're just saying you're the most horrible person by adding more. So it's it, you could be really creative with stuff. There's a lot of camp, compound words. Dickhole, asshole, fuckstick, cheese balls, all those things. Cheese balls, yeah. Cock ring. I'm just... I'm just putting them together. There's just so much creativity that's done with that. And people, supposedly people say, oh, you're showing your, your lack of intellectual capability. You're, you're, you're displaying your subnormal intelligence by using foul language. And I'd say conversely, and you do see it in some studies, that people that curse a lot actually have... Above normal intelligence. Now, some people may only know those curse words instead of saying, "Oh, I was really, I was really disappointed in those in that pasta and meat sauce." They could say that was fucking shit, right? Or you can say, you know, "Oh, I I accidentally." fell off my, slid off my seat of my bike and I fell on the crossbar and crushed my testicles. Or I just banged my nuts. I mean, that's the only one, you know, some people don't know how to say testicles. It's not the first word they reach for. And it's not, it's just the words when you're saying, when that, you're actually referring to your balls. But if you're saying you're the balls, you're not referring to balls. You're not a person's a big walking pair of testicles you could but people maybe say if someone said you're the balls i would think that's a compliment they may not mean it as one it's all in the meaning sometimes but if the person can't express themselves correctly i have a problem with it sometimes as you can't tell you probably can tell actually from my previous 514 episodes 
So I plan to still use foul language. I may not use it to describe filthiness and you know inappropriate behavior. I may be using it just to explain ordinary things on moving on to other things. I wanted to talk about, while I still remember, uh, that I would like, um, this is a call to action for my listeners. If you could download every episode, that would be great. Now listen, you may say, Jim, you got 520, 530 episodes. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Download 100 every week. And then delete it. Put it in a folder and then delete the whole folder. And if you want to listen to it, listen to it and then listen to it. I was listening to some old episodes. It's kind of interesting and stuff like that. I'm just going to try the, the, my strategy here. And we talked about strategy on a previous episode. My long-term plan is to get enough downloads that it, there's more listeners. And people say, well, this guy has a horrible voice. He stutters like a motherfucker. Sometimes. And there's some long pauses. Well, in between those pauses where there's a lot of ahs and uh, you know, stuff like that, errs. So I'm trying to stop from doing that. And by downloading as many episodes as you can among all your friends. When you get a friend and say, hey, listen, if you're going to listen to this, do me a favor. Download 100 episodes. And get your mom to download some episodes. While I'm saying it's a very interesting thing for me is, and I don't have to worry about, I have to say it, there are these motherfuckers. <laughs> and it's either mean it in a good way or a bad way. But they come up and someone comes up. There's no better way of letting someone, you don't care about their passion whatsoever, go up to a musician Right? You're still doing that music and they live in the same town. And they may be living a couple blocks away from one of the venues you regularly play. And you just go, oh, okay, I understand. You're not, you don't know. You don't even pay attention when you see my name up there. And you, but you remember enough to ask me. You know, t- give a passion for someone like that. If, if someone comes up and they look fit and stuff. Hey, you still working out? You still taking care of yourself? Yeah, obviously. I don't look like a, a fucking overstuffed beanbag chair. I'm not saying like you. That would be mean, but I'm not. So what I get to let people know that they won't give a shit about what I do. They go and say, hey, you still doing that podcast? Now they remembered that I had a podcast. But no, there is no, almost no better way that I don't need to ask when they say something like that. Because if they did, they'd know. Because they'd see the new episodes. Or they'd go down. So pretty much when they're saying, you're still doing that podcast. First of all, they know what a podcast is. And they remember that. And they probably listen to podcasts. They don't listen to your podcast. They don't. I'm not offended by that, but why go out of the tr- why go to the trouble asking someone if you're you know still doing it? yeah and I'm bartending too. 
You know, I should have said because I was behind a bar. I'm saying, yep, yeah, I'm doing that. 515 episodes, thank you. You know, but I don't even know why I say that because obviously you don't fucking care. It's just like I said a couple days ago when someone says, hey, you're still doing your blog? I don't even worry. I'm not even insulted by that because obviously this person doesn't know the difference between a blog and a podcast or a YouTube video or a stick. You know, that's what you should do. You get someone that's not technologically or let's say comfortable or acquainted with things and just put out a thing. This is social media. This is an email. You know, you have laptops in front of you. First, I have to explain what a fucking laptop is. But this is social media. No, we have one with social media, one with an email, one with a website, which also could be social media, but it is a website, and another with a spam. Uh, this is the same as an email. They put in three, and they'd have a hard time picking which is which, maybe. Someone, hey, you got you still doing that blog? Yeah, no, actually, I'm doing online sculpting. I sculpture over the internet, not on the internet. I got to write that down so I can talk to that. I'm going to talk that when I'm doing. I'll call it the fourth, fourth dimension. What do I call it? Fourth dimension internet. Interaction. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, what was that? The um, the tunnel. What was that? There was some horror movie where a little girl's climbing out of a well. The ring. The ring. See, my fucking brain works kind of amazing, fucked up way. Oh, my dog's it's ready to go out. Or she's sneezing or something. Okay. Back to the thing. Um, an internet interaction where you're reaching out. Through, and I do sculpting. People put clay in front of it, and I do it using their hands. I'll explain it. The gym I use, and then I'll, and then I'll probably throw in mind control sculpting. Mind control, because that's kind of like that sounds like one of those live video things you do with the ladies and. They watch the guys masturbate, which I just realized when I did it, that's what that was. So, oh, once again, I'm a day late and a dollar short for these things. So, when asked me, you still doing a podcast? It's like saying, number one, I know what a podcast is. Number two, I don't listen to your podcast. It's... It's like saying that, and I said that to uh, a person close to me. They ask you, they ask me something, well, not me in particular. It was a group of people, and someone did something, a mistake. They made a mistake. And they said, how could you do that? How could you do that? I said, is that a legitimate request? Are you asking if, how could someone actually do something like that? How could someone forget someone's birthday? It's very easy to forget someone's birthday. You just have a lot of shit going on in your life and you don't remember their fucking birthday. It happens. Forgetting Christmas and New Year's, that's a little harder to do. But how could you do this? 
on everything, like spill water on the floor. How can you do this? How can you break that glass? How can you break it? I dropped it. That's how I fucking broke the glass. It's almost like 98% of the times when someone asks you, how could you do this? The explanation is what just happened. How, how, could, you, how could you let the tub overflow? Well, I'll tell you how it happened. I left the plug in and I walked away and I got a phone call and I forgot I was filling up the tub. Right? How do you burn down that forest? Well, I had a... How could you do that? How could you do that? And I said, well, I had an unintended fire. And I didn't put it out correctly. How could you go out with that person? Well, I went out with them and decided to go out again. It's, it's very easy. I mean, ask the question. It goes, how could you? How could you? You know, it's people like that. Say, so, oh, you did. They go, oh, you did that. You should say, oh, you did that. Just point to, don't ask them why. If someone threw something on the ground and broke, you know, broke a cup, like I did, you know, freaking out. Go, How could you do that, Jim? Well, I did. I got pissy, angry, and I just threw the cup on the ground. So, I think that's it for. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know. Maybe we'll do shorter episodes now. I don't know. Ah, who knows? But download these episodes. If you download these episodes, you'll find out a lot more. Be more real. And if you have any questions, send them to the email address. Wait, you should understand. If you listen on podcasts, you understand what an email address is. Jim at keysbartender.com. If you have any requests or anything like that. No problem, right? I mean, if I'm going to get the one person that stumbles on a, a laptop and go, oh my God, what's this? And shows a picture of a guy holding a shot glass in front of his uh, right eye. Life is seen through. Oh, that's, that's sharp. I wonder if it's going to be some pleasant wisdom I get to hear. Well, no, it's a big fucking mistake then if that's what you're expecting. Um, final word today. Uh, yesterday, I had a double on Sunday. It was, well, reasonable. I had a girl come in and she was totally hungover. Young, young pretty girl. Had to do, um, she just came in with a Bloody Mary and a glass. Of, well, she started out with a glass of water and then had a, she goes, a weak Bloody Mary. And. She just came in and she was not shy about it. And I, you know, she was young, so I looked at her ID, and I looked at it and go, "You live in Key Largo." You, you, I mean, it sounded like she was, she acted like she wasn't from here and all that stuff. You know, came in by herself. You know, when you're hungover and stuff like that, people that's the first instinct is not to go to a bar and sit down. And I mean, problem drinker. I was a problem drinker. I, I've done that. I've done that before. But the first instinct when I'm severely hungover is I just stay in bed. If I had the option on a Sunday or something like that. So she came in and I'm talking to her. And I said, oh, she goes, well, I was visiting friends. I said, wow. She probably came down here. She was someplace else. And she came to visit. And she just forgot, oh, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> That's the reason I don't do it anymore. Because other people, you know, you get, I guess you get in a fighting shape. I don't know what I would be like right now if I had to go out and do something like that. I would probably be. I'm sorry, the last curse of the day. I'll be total dog shit, you know? And uh, I do appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, the, oh, the young lady had her, had her lunch and all that stuff, and she drank the Bloody Mary and then left with little fun, uh, 
fanfare. Cute, cute young girl. She wasn't having any. There was a couple guys there, and no one, none of the guys went over and talked to her. And she was super cute. So, but I think she was having no bullshit thing, and the guys do that. And I was proud of the guys at the bar. They could have went over and started, you know, or doing the chat from across the bar, which I never tried unless she asked me a question in the beginning. You know what I mean? It, it's just the way I behave if I was if I was in a bar. Say hello. That's it. How are you? Hello or how are you? That's it. Nice day. Not all those things together. Because if you do all those things together, then obviously you're a creepy older guy hitting on a young girl. Uh, well, this is Jim the Keys bartender. Thank you. Please download every freaking episode I've made multiple times. No, do it. 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 Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.